I think we need to kick this uh, episode off with an apology. Um, Mickey, you can take it from here. <laughs> Mickey. Oh. This, this is Mickey's apology. Oh, okay. Hey, I, was like, I don't owe that nigga no apology. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, sorry, DJ Night Train. We, uh, you know, alleged, assumed uh, mm-hmm. throughout. All the A's. Yeah, all of them. Um, you are innocent. We are wrong. You are the best. We are the For the, the record, worst. you're the prettiest. I think I was the one that said, I don't think it was Night Train when, when mm. I was there. Because at the time we were talking about it, I said, no, I was there with Train. And I don't remember them being there. No, you can you, saying, can you no, tell no, the no, people no, no, why no. you're you apologizing? You were saying that about Swag Surf. No, no, no. I remember saying, I know he does. That's not, he... And Swag Surf is never going to be played in that air, in that spot. I'm saying when we were talking about the mall and Rory, and I was like, I don't think they're talking about when Train was there, but they did drop names. Who else DJ that night? That's why I'm trying to. Get well, to that's it. what I'm saying because and I'm not because backing because that of my apologies. For those that don't know, Mall and Rory on one of their first episodes together without Joe Budden had talked about being at Sadiq and Rory complained about the DJ. Listen, we, the first 30 minutes was a promotion for Sadiq. It was. It was. No, yeah. it was <laughs> and, and we were all engaged with it because we know exactly what there. he's talking about. But but, but so we immediately thought of Night Train and the night that Night Train spun, we assumed that was the night Rory was there. But Night Train Texas saying, yo, I was about to blast you guys on Twitter. That wasn't me. That was DJing. We assumed it was. Yeah. He wasn't DJing that night. He, well, that's what I'm saying. Our timelines, our timelines, but with, with their show, with their timelines, it covered two different weeks. No, so, no, I understand that. Yeah, so that's why I said I don't think it was Train that was, that they were talking about was DJing, but no, no, when, was for sure DJing. When I when because of the names that Maul and Rory were dropping at the time they were there were the same names that were there when Night Train was spinning because I was wifey and I were there that night we were talking about what you call it. So and I remember seeing. Most of those names, and I don't remember seeing Maul and Rory. I'll tell you why I know. Because Sean Dickerson, shout out to Sean, um, posted a photo of him, Rory and Maul, mm-hmm. entitled it The Unemployment Line. Yep, I remember that. And then that was the next day after that night. And then a week later came out the first Rory and Maul episode. That's why, right. timeline, that's why the timeline. That's why the timeline lines up. Right. And then, be right. and then hey. Night Train did tweet like one of the best nights ever. And I see him at the highlight because room. he plays swag surfing. No, no, no. Just kidding. This is this is not what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll assume with facts. I'm a Gemini. We got facts. Hey, we man, do due diligence and research. Train put us in a chat and said, "My wife just sent me a post up." Oh. <laughs> Train put us in the chat and said PSA exclamation mark Rory and Def- Rory was definitely not talking about your boy almost tweeted at y'all and came at y'all next but I'm cutting the middle man out hey man Night Train's texting us with his toes in the ground bro like he's got his chest out nah he said he said people were hitting him up after that pod after that episode at checking in on him that's a lie which one? Detective, nobody, nobody has no, 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 no. If one person hits you up, 10 hit you up. So oh, okay. you, you got I mean, right, to do the math. You got to talk about 10. Okay. The cool. math is I get there. that. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> that makes if sense. two people are concerned, there's at least 25. Yeah. 
Right. I got that. Okay. Types 10. Mathematics. <laughs> got We're working on a curve. We're working on a curve. Our curve's fucked up, bro. Yeah. We we're working up after exactly. Hey, we round up after two. <laughs> uh, Estimations turned into guesstimations. Right. There it is. Nah, but for real. Uh, yeah. At the end of the day, Nitrain did come on our podcast and legit go through scenarios of playing music for artists Mm -hmm. when they're in the building, how to handle it and all that. So I did, again, when we, when I heard the Royal Mall podcast, I thought, I'm like, damn, that's out of character for Train, but he definitely DJed that night. So... Yeah, you know, I think DJ tonight. We should pull up on him. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> just judge him the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> hey, man, yeah. Nah, just go go show support. Hey, man, we here, so we know good, that it was so so oh. we know it wasn't you. <laughs> so so we know for sure it wasn't you. I was gonna say good luck getting in. I know we can get in, but yeah. like you go by yourself. You oh yeah, 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 yeah. We would not. I would not pull up. I'm showing up at ten. They don't open to eleven. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, I don't think this is putting him on blast either. But like, I would, you know. Get in through whoever, but like Sean won't be there because he tested positive for COVID and oh. has oh, the vaccine. Oh shit! I'm not surprised. We're not bro. getting into that. So, <laughs> we're not. We're not so, getting into so a lot of people's feelings. Are going I, to be hurt. I'm only bringing it up because he brought it up on a public forum. Yeah. Big ups to him for being responsible enough to even say it out loud. And prayers. And prayers. So we yeah. yeah. Get well soon, we, sir. Get well soon. Um, That's probably what need, she said. We need to me. out there. Uh, and. Um, you know, they had Sharon Stone at Sadiq. Like, oh I saw God. that. That so was like, major. Legend. Yeah, major. We can throw that. Yo, he, had, he, had a, he posted a picture with him, Sharon Stone, and Rumor. Bro. Right. Okay. What? Wow. 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 The range. The range. Bro. I'm like. Sean's crowd range. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That is down wild. to that man, bro. For Sharon real. Sharon Stone was like R&B, huh? Must. Must or someone say, "Yo, if you're looking to step she, she out, you need to go to this party." Vibes. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> that's, it. that's just what it is. And rumor, he just oh probably just photo bombed this shit. <laughs> yeah, it looked like he did. You think rumor got to take his mask off to get ID checked or something? Probably not. Nope. <laughs> he, his ID is he's wearing the mask yeah, in exactly. his ID. Fuck <laughs> twelve. Fuck twelve. It's a little ski mask sticker. <laughs> They need to make IDs like like barcodes. Like you just scan them and shit. On the back? On your wrist. Yeah, mm-hmm. nah, not on the wrist, but. <laughs> <laughs> like on your phone or some shit like that. Oh, no, wow. when, when, when I, oh, yeah, there's that. I was about to say, when I submit for whatever, they want a picture of the front and the back because I guess they scan them. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I went to Sadiq. I think we recorded this morning I went to Sadiq because I went to see you. At Cherry Poppin', yeah. At Cherry Poppin'. And then I bounced over to hang out with Butch. And it was just my first night out um, in L.A. And I walked by Sadiq. I walked by Highlight Room to go see you. And there was, like, no one in front. Oh, yeah. And But that was, like, 1030 or something like that. I was thinking, oh, cool. When I come back, you know, <laughs> easy. When I came back, 1130-something, I was like, oh, my uh-huh. God. Like, man, it's been a while. Right. Like, I should have known better. It's been, it was so packed out there. And I'm just like, all right, you know you know what you got to do. You know the drill. Just chill. Wait for Butch. Wait for Butch's call, whatever. So he's like, show this tech to this guy and showed it to the guy. And the guy the guy looked at it and walked away. And I was like, it's cool. He needs about five minutes. Because, you know, they don't he's just. got to register. It's got to register, and they usually want to walk you in with a bunch of girls. Yeah, 10 girls. Or, or if you're one, dude, it's not like that big of a deal, especially if you they, they know you're a DJ. Yeah. But yeah, 10 girls to one, dude. So he, for he, me, he, I'm big. 
So he came back. Aesthetically. He walked me in. And I'm I'm walking around there looking for Butch. And I see a girl at a table. Again, it's my first time being out, especially as a married man. I see a girl at a table. She looks at me and smiles. And I said, Joe, no, you will not play this game with these women. You are a married man. You are not about to go down this rabbit hole. I looked away. I looked back at her. She wasn't looking. Then I looked at her friend and her friend smiled at me. I was like, oh, no, we got to get out of here. Where's Butch? I need Butch. So then next morning, I get a text from this girl who was a part of the booking team in Shanghai and say, was that you at Sadiq? I was like, oh shit, that was you. Because I recognized him, but I was like, no, I don't want to. Huh? He dodged that bullet. No, he no, he no, missed no. it. He missed a shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to get booked. That was money. Yeah, that's money on the table. Yeah. Smile back, Joe. So, so <laughs> I so I was like, yeah, I thought that was you. So we reconnected and she's like, I've been stuck out here for a year because I just can't get back into Shanghai. Mm. But I think I did the right thing by not entertaining those smiles because I didn't recognize those girls off the bat. So hold on. We can be friendly. Yeah. Yeah. I just, again, no. all new to me. <laughs> no. All first night out. You, you, did, know. You, you did a good job for your first time. I think I did, did the right you thing. Did. You handled it really well. Yeah. And, you know, so. I invited those girls. I said, yo, I'm DJing so-and-so, you know, come come hang out. Um, but, um, but yeah, I think I did the right thing. You guys seen that? Um, by the way, TikTok is the devil. Number one, um, you get just because you get consumed and lost in things very quickly, easily, yeah. And it doesn't feel like a lot because you're just taking like micro doses <laughs> of content, fifteen and seconds like, before you know it. You're just like, oh my god, bunch five hundred new people. Fifteen <laughs> seconds turns into fifteen minutes. I'm rounding up here. Ten x, ten x, ten x. Yeah, one. Two, but there's that one TikTok where like uh, my girl sent me this, and it's like um, a boyfriend telling his girlfriend a story. And then um, he's just like, yeah. And I was uh, I was going through the mall and then this girl and then he's like still telling the story in the background, but it's muffled by her going, girl, 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 girl. girl, girl. <laughs> That's all I heard. <laughs> you see like knife, gun, <laughs> smoke. Like, <laughs> what about this girl? <laughs> right. So oh if you're telling God. that story to Sam, uh, I'm just For saying sure. it, it stops sure. at this girl smiled. A word. Yeah. Listen, I got, I got, I got a, a similar story like that happened to me this weekend. Um, I was DJing day party on on Sunday, and you know it's cool. It's filling up. It's filling up. And uh, we were in between DJs. I get off, uh, let the other DJ rock before I go back on. And while I'm there, I got my wife. And she brought a bunch of bitches. Excuse me, women. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> she brought a bunch of women. And they're like, they, they get, I got them the section that's right next to the DJ booth or whatever. So I'm sitting there and I'm I'm like, you know, just checking out the crowd, seeing how everybody's moving. And I made eye contact with this one chick, right? Just randomly, right? It happens, it happens right? Made, and But the eye contact didn't stop. Like I kept going. And then when I came back, she was still looking at me, right? So I was like, okay, this is awkward, right? So I said, didn't think anything. She smiled at me and I was like, all right, cool, whatever. She saw me, I was a DJ, whatever, cool, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Right, she she walks away and she walks back and she sees like my wife underneath me and she looks at me. She still smiles at me and keeps moving. Right, so I'm like, all right. Now fast forward to where I'm about to leave. <laughs> about to leave. I'm saying, you know, peace out, bye to everybody or whatever. And I'm outside. She followed me outside. Oh my lord. She followed me outside and she taps me and she's like, hey. I said, what's good? 
And she was just like, so you here with your girl? I said, correction, I'm here with my wife. She said, oh, like, and she turned around so fast, bro, and like sprinted away from me. Like, nigga, like, I had to play this. Shikari Richardson? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, woo. But I was telling my wife that story. I said, man, we got to get up out of here, man. These Take cover. Stay low. Stay low. Because one of her friends, I think one of her friends caught her and another chick, and she was, you know, her friend was like, "How do you, how do you respond to all these girls staring at your husband or whatever?" She was like, "He's the fucking DJ. They're gonna stare at him. Like, what do you mean? He's an attractive guy, and he's the DJ. What do you mean? Like, they're gonna stare. Am I supposed to fight every bitch that looks at him or talks to him? (laughs) Yeah, square. Like, come on, bitch, let's go. But." This is it's funny because now we're getting in as married men moving into this new mm-hmm. in, into this new realm. We're like, all right, how do we handle these situations, especially when your significant other is present? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I was just like, oh, okay, cool. I mean, it was it was a cool experience. I thought it was fucking hilarious, and I was just like, man, I never seen a bitch run so fast. I'm only calling her bitch because I don't know her personally. Right, <laughs> right. Shout out to how high. Um, all right, moving on from women. <laughs> no, we'll get back there. <laughs> oh, well, we'll get back there. If there's enough time, we'll oh, we get back there. For you. But um, big, big announcement from our guy Mickey Ward yes, over here sir. with this collaboration Hello. with Pack Sun, Mac Park, Pack Sun, Mickey Ward. Mickey, give us the details. How man. was the rollout? How was the rollout? Shoot, the rollout was kind of quiet. Honestly, uh, I've been I've been telling you guys internally about this for a couple Sometimes, months. Yeah. Um, I've been telling Twitter internally too. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and um, it actually is funny. I, I saw so many rumors about once we announced this, like some other stuff that I was like, like how do you even assume that? But anyway, um, yeah, we went live uh, Monday, this past Monday, July 5th. Um, we had uh, been working on this for, I don't know, a couple months been sourcing aka curating aka buying a shit ton of shoes and clothes and uh i had to get like you know have an entire facility warehouse and all that stuff and just been kind of quietly like building up to it i'm so used to like building momentum into things like this and Mm -hmm. that this was one of those where it's just like hush hush until the time is right um there was a lot of things that went a little different than I anticipated. I thought, you know, at the end of the day, we were, our timeline was just so really tight. And then I'm learning because Pakistan's like huge, like they're, mm-hmm. they're such a huge corporate company. And, you know, how if we wanted to make an announcement at Mag, like we could go on Instagram today and just pop up and say, all right, this hat dropped, you know, over there. It's like. Okay, we need to put it on the calendar. Okay, we need to upload it into the system. Um, mm-hmm. When it comes to like, um, you know, buying and selling stuff, it's like, okay, we have to agree to the product. And then once we agree to the product, it gets sent in for a purchase order. The purchase order then gets emailed to me. And then I got to invoice against the purchase order. And then once the purchase order arrives, then I got to package it. And then the package has to be for that individual product. And the individual project has to get processed. What a process. And then each item is like, you know, thoroughly in like, you know, um, what like, you know, analyzed for to make sure it's authentic, you know, where we're sourcing all our product, you know. Fortunately for me, like I have a ton of resources where I'm able to find stuff, but um, you still want to be sure because it's your entire reputation. And so anyway, we launched um, <clears throat> what felt like was supposed to be uh, like three, 
three weeks, maybe a month worth of product. Mm-hmm. Um, and we sold out 80% of it in the first 24 hours. Yeesh. And wow. so that was something definitely didn't expect. Um, the announcement was funny because it was literally just a newsletter and an IG post. And then the IG post was kind of slow, like on PacSun. Mm-hmm. And so as, that was like the first thing everybody saw. People were, you know, obviously like people who who mess with me, like showed a lot of support. They pushed it out. They let the world know. But there wasn't like, I don't know, like any real controversy. Then Complex Sneakers posted that we had resell shoes on Paxson. And that thing went crazy. Mm. Like, I think the last I saw, I had like 80,000 likes and like, yeah, I saw it. Whatever, hundreds of amounts of comments. And Mm -hmm. I'm not going to front. Like, I I didn't want to read any comments because I could feel the energy. It was hilarious. No, it was yeah. fucking it's hilarious. A lot of, it's a, no, it's a lot of funny comments, and I, I'll give it to him because, you know, if I was, like, in the other seat, like, I wouldn't be saying some of the things they're saying, but, like, I get it. You understand it. And yeah. that's what I wanted to ask you. Like, yeah. I know you you, I know you and Mag Park are used to the, um, let's say, backlash. Scrutiny. Scrutiny or whatever. Being, yeah. yeah, being, you know, a resale company or yeah. whatever. I know you guys are used to that. Y'all get that shit on Mac Park every fucking day when y'all post some shit. Every other day. Uh, but was PacSern ready to receive that type of backlash, especially at the numbers that they received it when once Complex had posted it on top of what they posted it? You know, it's funny. I was talking to the to the vice president and he was, he was like, he's like... I, th- I figured Complex would pick it up. And I was like, well, I'm glad you felt that confident because I was like, I didn't know how it would translate, you know? And I, I was well aware that there would be a, a lot of um, <coughs> culture vulture yeah. accusations mm. and um, whatever else. And here's another thing that I really know is that nobody reads fucking captions or descriptions because oh, yeah. everybody, 100%. I would say half of the comments were, well, how do they know where they're getting this right. product from? <laughs> like, fam. It says it right there. Read. That guy. It's that one guy on TikTok? It's like right Reading. there. Reading is fundamental. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, it, people just don't don't get it. And I think it was just important for once people read, like, the description. Yeah, yeah. And once people understand what we're trying to do. And, you know, for those, for our, our listeners who, who might not know, like, the whole situation. Basically, it's a partnership between... Paxson and myself. Um, actually, Mag is not involved. Okay. So that's another thing that a lot of people are tagging Mag and doing whatever. Mm-hmm. So like, it's really between me and and Mag. Um, you and Paxson as an individual. I'm just. I'm just. I gave them the authority to say that it's me from the Mag part. Got you. So that <laughs> there's that affiliation, but. Part of that just has to do with like some, you know, business stuff behind mm-hmm. the scenes that we got to keep clean. Um, also an opportunity for me to really like step into new opportunities and roles. And um, yeah, I mean, honestly, man, it went really great. It was fun to to read some comments and then just say, because y'all know me, like, yeah, I'm going to clap no, back. I know, like, I know you did. That's like, why I was like, I'm about to go to with these comments. Like, you got a lot of clapping back to do. I'm looking at these. <laughs> yeah. You got, you got, you got yeah. your day cut out yeah. for yourself. Uh, for, for the first, like, 30 seconds, I'm like, what are Joe's doing? And then, because he does that to me. 
And then as he kept going, I'm like, oh, he's for sure reading comments. <laughs> it's yeah. a yeah. lot of comments. It's a lot of comments. And they're like, they're saying a whole lot of things. You know what I mean? A whole and, bunch of nothing, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and Twitter was worse. Like, oh, way I didn't worse. That was like, Twitter. bro, Twitter is so underrated. Like, oh, if you yeah. search the Twitter right is, things, yeah. oh, my God. Like, the superior I, they were the first to react. And then, um, I mean, there's a couple dudes on YouTube. Obviously, my boys, like, you know, I had a couple... Guys, uh, I sent them out some stuff. They they reviewed their whole mm-hmm. experience. It was really great. Um, but I will say there was this one guy. He said, uh, and this is what I anticipate, because this is also why I'm not, like, <clears throat> celebrating so crazy. I'm just. You know, I can go buy bottles tonight. No, 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 no. I ain't going to do that anyway. But, <laughs> <laughs> we get them shits for free. <laughs> cop boys, baby. Cop, cop life. Cop boys. <laughs> but um, no, nah, there was this one dude who's like, oh, yeah. I mean, big like a lot of people were like, oh, all right. Like big ups to Mag, big ups to Mickey. Uh, but now, now you guys got a target. I said, fam, we always got a target. Mm-hmm. Like. What do you think we do every day posting on our on our Instagram? What do you think we do every day buying inventory? Like <clears throat> we're like we've been taking on this smoke for the last five years, yeah. six years, and the reason why PacSun partnered with us specifically, not to say that we're any better than anybody else out there, but the reality is our track record is pretty clean mm-hmm. like i was literally talking to my my good friend kais who who's really large in the in the sneaker community and in the five and a half years that we've been in business we literally had one incident and that product never left the store mm-hmm. you know what i mean like and that happens more than people understand like we've had product that um has come in and our staff will buy it right because i'm not here all day mm-hmm. it's impossible right and I'm also not like particularly buying every single item for Paxson, mm-hmm. but I am verifying every single product. And we've had stuff come into the store, a staff member will buy it, depending on what the range was. And then when it gets a second or third verification, you know, then we'll stop it if it's something that's not true. But yeah. I'll say for sure, like our failure rate is sub. Under two percent, one percent, maybe that ever when it comes to actually purchasing something. Yeah. Um, when it comes to actual to selling anything, like I don't from my understanding, like I don't we've never let anything go out that was not authentic. Mm-hmm. And that's the pride we've taken, and that's the reason why we we're willing to take this chance. And obviously there's like, you know, some good long term opportunities yeah. with, mm-hmm. with the company and you know, uh, we're hoping to to launch online, and and I, and I felt like the original idea for this project was your flashlights. <laughs> the original, you recorded? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <It's> all <laughs> subtle, <laughs> subtle, but not really. <laughs> D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> don't, don't be that guy. <laughs> we ain't forget. Um, <laughs> So yeah, so I mean, the, the initial goal for this was to actually go in store, which is why we felt for any of those people that want to compare pricing, which I also saw that was a big part of the comments. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I was reading the number that one comment. Tax uh, yeah. on is taxing. That's what a lot of the comments yeah. Say. Well, most of the guys that are saying that they're taxing don't pay their taxes. So exactly. <laughs> at the end of the day, like you know, a lot of people who are complaining are also not our customer. Yeah. Um, in in the sense of like they're not the guy that's 
going to buy for convenience are going to buy for a deal. Mm. And mm. that's fine. Like we have all types of customers at mag. We try to cater to all of them though. That customer might be best fitted for a used product, you know, mm. lightly used or more used to get their deal. But the, op- the, the chance that, or the angle that pack sun and myself, you know, we saw the opportunity is like at the end of the day, pack sun sells some of the best brands and currently the most affordable, culturally relevant brand essentials mm-hmm. and that sells out immediately and people resell themselves. And, you know, we just felt like, oh, complete your outfit, you know, on the same website. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What we didn't expect was for all of the product to be gone, <laughs> like in like so quickly. Yeah. But the overall goal is to continue to fill that that void where it's like, okay, you guys can come in because I was really like, I'll, yeah, I'll be transparent. Like there was like one pair of shoes. I was telling my girls like, babe, they're your size. Do you want to buy them? <laughs> I'm like, cause when I priced them and that's the other thing too, right? Like I told you guys all the steps that with working with a corporate company, if I wanted to change the price on something, Oh my God. Like it would take a week. Right. Jeez, if I wanted God. to change the price on something on mag, I can go on my phone and just do and it. Like yeah. just update yeah. it. Right. Like, Oh, the market dropped. Like one of the, these shoes, they're, you know, Kanye wore, wore this. Mm-hmm. Now they're up. So I, I, I can change the price to make it higher. Mm-hmm. That'll work in our favor, in the customer's favor, and against on both sides, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, if, if Kanye does go and wear court purples again, right, and the shoe goes from being worth 275 to being worth 350 yeah. well, shit, I can't raise the price <laughs> on you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Now it's your opportunity to just go just clean us out. out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But that's part of it because Pax at the end of the day, Pax Sun and myself put it out there at a price that we were happy with as far as like the, the margin. Mm-hmm. So that's your gain. Yeah. Now, vice versa, if if a shoe tanks, like a Supreme Air Force One, you know, a size six was worth at the time on stock X two seventy something. Yeah. Right? But then you go on StockX and the lowest ask is two hundred or two twenty something, and then we have it up for three fifty, right? Then now we look crazy mm-hmm. yeah. until somebody buys it, and they sold out, and they mm-hmm. did. <laughs> because when I told my girl, I was like, "Babe, like I know you want those shoes. Like, do you want to support?" And she was like, "Oh, I'm down." And then she she sent me a screenshot. I was like, they sold out. Like. Damn. She's like, and it wasn't me. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't me. I'm letting you know that right now. Yeah, so it's crazy. That's so. dope, though, man. Yeah. Uh, let yeah. me ask you this. As far as, like, PacSun actually selling Nike products, like shoes and stuff, how yep. does this affect their relationship? Does it at all? There wasn't any relationship with Nike anymore. Okay. No, uh, they haven't had an account um, in a long time. They had an account with Adidas, though, right? They do. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's, that's the one... I was curious about, mm-hmm. but I didn't ask any questions because that's on them <laughs> yeah. to, to answer. Not my problem. I, I mean, <laughs> it's literally above my pay scale, like as far as those relationships go. And I don't know if they're stepping on any toes, but like also we're at least in this first wave, it was only like one pair of Adidas or two pairs that were oh, Adidas. Okay. Yeah. Everything else was Nike Jordan. Right. Yeah. And so, um, but the second wave will be Yeezy. It's got a lot of Yeezy. That's what I was gonna ask. You guys have enough. Um, you guys have enough product for the, the demand that you guys have seen within the last couple, of, like forty eight, 
72 hours? We have, based on what we saw the last 24, 48, like, I think we have enough to hold us down for a month. Okay. Like, if the demand is consistent like that. Yeah. But that's because we thought that one day would be three weeks. So <laughs> now what felt like two to three months worth of product mm. now starts to feel like two to three weeks. Got you. Um, or a month. And so I do have that ready to go. Okay. Um, it's just about that whole process I talked about. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. we're still on step one where like everything I have is approved mm-hmm. to be purchased. But I still don't have, like I can't invoice for something that they haven't sent me a purchase order for. Mm. Wow. So I'm waiting for that step. Jeez. And then when I send that step, you know, like so. What's the what's realistically? If I'm if I'm a consumer and I buy a product on there, what's my what's my wait time on receiving it? Yeah, so that's a great question because I think that's the other part people don't understand is we're we're um, we're looking for the consumer that wants convenience in their time, right? Mm-hmm. Time is money, mm. straight up, one hundred percent. Yeah, and so on. When people are comparing things to StockX, like StockX, if you see the price two hundred, right on there on a lowest ask and then you click buy after yeah. you click buy and you see you'll see processing fees, fees of i think it's like five percent so call that 210 yep. and then 210 tax. plus tax right because california so yep. that's 20 bucks plus the shipping so that's 225 <laughs> plus the shipping right so now you're at 240 so your two is to 240 mm-hmm. now let's get rid of the tax because that's going to change based on where you're at where you're at yeah yeah mm-hmm. so then really you're looking at like 225 mm-hmm. so that's a 10 percent increase uh, or fifteen percent increase from the original price. We're gonna probably on a two hundred dollar shoe. We'll probably land somewhere around two fifty, right? And so you still have tax, um, but shipping's free. Oh, dope! On anything over a hundred dollars mm-hmm. on Paxson. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if this is. I've this is actually a question I really need to figure out. But Paxson does have a rewards program and they do give out a ton of points and they give a ton of discounts, mm. discount codes. And I want to say like the five, $10 off codes also will apply to this. Oh, no. So that's another factor people don't really take into consideration. And lastly, the most important question, <clears throat> which you said, um, all of this inventory is owned by Paxson. Okay. So it's in their distribution center. So it's ready to ship. Got you. So assuming you order um, on the same business day, mm-hmm. it should go out either same, depending on when you ordered, it could go out the same day or the next, next day. following day. And then you're probably looking at, uh, you know, US, you're probably looking at two days. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. Through FedEx. Mm. So really, I would assume three to four Business days would be like the max you would wait. Um, That's really good. Mm-hmm. So it's all about convenience, right? Yeah. So if if Tuesday comes around, you know you got a dope party to DJ on Friday or Saturday, and you're like, if if you order from Stock X, <clears throat> you ain't getting or maybe shit maybe 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 better better uh, scenario. You're a mom or dad, and your kid's birthday's on Saturday, mm-hmm. and you know what they want. And you got to get it there. You're not going to order from StockX. No. That's why people come to us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And people forget the prices inside of a sneaker store versus what's online is completely different. different yeah. Mm-hmm. Like our stores at Topanga are bumped up 10 to 15, 20% sometimes 
because we're at a mall. Like we got we got motherfucking rent to pay. Yeah, <laughs> and you walking out with your product in hand, and you're walking mm-hmm. out with your product in hand, and you know it's just the experience, and so. It, there's a difference. I think the only reason we, we got as much backlash is because we went online first. We're, this was intended to be in-store first only. Uh, and then online. Go online. And gotcha. I had said, if we price, we should price for um, in-store because eventually it'll end there. Only because, like, I can't go, I can't go up as quickly. But I, I so if I start at the lower price, then we could work our, I'm sorry, if we start at the, the higher, higher price, price, you could work your way down. You could work your way down. Gotcha. Yeah. If it came down to going online. But then everything switched and it was like, all right, you know what? Like, we're better off getting our margin than not. Yeah. True. True. Yeah. Business. It's all about the business. Congratulations. Man. Yes, sir, uh, man. You Excited looks like you got your work cut out for you if you're already down 80% yeah, of your our, inventory. Our, <laughs> no, trust me. Already immediately, I was like, man, this team's going to have to grow. Pretty quick. Brigham, you need a job this summer? <laughs> Sean's like, Talk about is. pay later. <laughs> we ain't doing that yeah, $15 bullshit. I want to wait for the next wave to get posted up on there. See what mm-hmm. y'all got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We got some stuff. Yeah. Uh, moving on. I had a single release uh, yeah. on Barnatone Records. Yeah. Yeah. He said, you. Wee, wee, <laughs> you know what's funny? When you said... When you sent the track or when you released the track, because I know you've been talking about this track for a minute. And um, and so when I finally heard like the finishing product, I go, is that Sean? <laughs> <laughs> and like, I had to listen to it two more times and I was like, oh, that is Sean. And I was like, I knew Sean did a track for him, but I thought it was just like for some, like a yeah. remix or something like that or whatever that. And I was just like, oh shit, good for this nigga. <laughs> so, so back in November, I, um, I had this idea for a song and I said, Sean, I need you to do the vocals, but I understand if you don't want to put your name on it because you're a rapper and this you want to do you don't necessarily want to follow this lane. It's more about the, you know your your rapping lane. But I just need vocals, and he was like, "Cool." So we did it. So I've been and I, and I knew this song was dope, and I didn't want to just put it out on DJ City. Like so, I held on to it, and um, and then I sent it to Sack, and he loved it. And said he wants. So if you follow Barnatone, ninety nine percent of their followership, I think they have four hundred and fifty thousand subscribers on YouTube. Jeez. I don't know what their um, Spotify numbers are, but if ninety nine percent of those people are in the Latin music, because that's all they've ever released on that label. So Sack said, "I want to branch out. I don't want to just do Latin music. I want to open it up to just different." Sounds, different styles. And, you know, I want to get guys like you involved and this guy involved because... And Vinny Vibe actually released something on Barnatone as well. But it was before me. And I think it definitely had that Latin house um, vibe. It's it's actually a really dope track. Um, so, so I knew going into this release, the numbers weren't going to be crazy because it's all... And I was actually expecting some people to bash um, in the comments... But before it got re- 24 hours before it got released, the likes were crazy. Sacklemo was like, yo, you got like 55 likes less than 24 hours before we even released. So that's really good um, for his channel. Um, and at the end of the day, I think the plays were at like uh, close to 6,000, like up until today, I think around then. 
but I think the likes were 250 plus and the dislikes were like 40 or something like that. So the ratio I think is, is pretty decent. And end of the day, and I know I didn't even have to have this conversation with Zach because I know like, I don't care what the numbers are. This is a first of its kind on that uh, label. I'm just happy to, I mean, I'm, I'm only looking at the positives of this. I'm just happy to have my first single release on a notable record label Diplo pulls from Barnatone. Um, every I think all the respectable names listen to Barnatone. I know Armada's been um, reaching out to Sack about getting a single from him. So Universal works with him. So to to have those people, even if they just you know to put be given the opportunity to be put in front of them, mm-hmm. because I know they're going to click on whatever he has on the label. It's dope. It's exciting, and I think I think the DJ response. Um, and support has been really, really dope. Um, I think we do a good job of connecting with the community here and doing our best to help educate the up-and-comers and those that just aren't privy to what we know and experience and giving guys the opportunity to be seen and heard like on Mickey D's radio or on the Mickey D's show. So I think with all that being said, I felt like it was reciprocal in regards to the love I was getting for this track. Um, and, and at the end of the day, as an up-and-coming producer, I think it puts me in a different light. Like, it puts me in different conversations, mm-hmm. you know, because my track has is co-signed by a notable record. Like, yeah. well, it's not just throwing up remixes on DJ City. Because as DJs, we hate to admit it, but sometimes we're not going to play shit until someone else plays it, mm. until we see someone sure. else support it. Mm. And there are, you know, there are some that are really dope that say, yo, I don't care who made this. This is dope. I'm including it in my set. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so whatever side you're on, doesn't matter. I, I appreciate the support. Um, yeah. And then just overall, this is a, a really dope feeling. And Sack loved, um, loved how everything went and wants to do more. Um, yes. In regards to if you guys are pocket watching uh, Sean, um, I told I told I don't know Sean, why you would do that. <laughs> I told Sean, end of the year we'll figure something out. But now that it's on the label, you know, the splits just got smaller. The splits just got smaller. So hey, but if this gets a commercial, yeah, look go, out. Run, go run that up. Yeah, uh-huh. listen, I'm, I'm his manager, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm his talk manager. To him. Yeah, you come talk to me. It's all and we will. It's we, all we will work out the percentages. Let's oh, get it. Man. But that's dope, man. Congrats. I know. I don't. Yeah. I don't get to uh, play gigs often where I get to play that type of music. So you yeah. know, I had to put it on the mix. Um, but now I'm like, shit. I'm about to go hit some people up and be like, yo, I'm trying to get into this into this gig so I can. Start dropping my boys' tracks and shit. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, no, you know what? I did get feedback from Lima on a DJ Lima opener, closer, resident, marquee, day club, and nightclub. Um, been in the game for many years. Like all the the OGs know him, the Carnages know him, like talk to him. So and he lives and breathes house music. And he had really nice things to say about it, but he said, if you don't mind, my only feedback is to let the track breathe. Um, and what he means by that is, I don't know if you guys have noticed with this, the music that's been coming out within the last year or two, house music, there'll be a big drop on the one and then it's just drum and bass after that. Or, or you know, uh, yeah, I guess dr- uh, drums, patterns and bass after that. Then there's a random bleep or, a, you know, something like that. 
And and I'm so used to, and I think we come from the era of big drop, big horn sounds after following you up to keep yeah. the energy going throughout mm-hmm. the eight bars, you know, drum roll. And then here comes the hi-hat for the next eight bars, same rhythm, same pattern. It's that Dutch whatever. house shit. <laughs> yeah, like what, whether it's Dutch house, big room, you know, horns, saw waves, like all that. We just were used to that, dun, 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 you know, whatever mm-hmm. that is. Mm-hmm. But what works now, and I guess it's traditionally worked, so sorry if I sound like a new head, um, is, and he told me, is, you know, think about letting the track breathe. And I said, man, that comes down to a confidence thing in the min- in the moment of producing, because if I don't feel confident in the drop, I feel I need to add other little things to keep it interesting going yeah, throughout the eight bars here and there. And and I think like I think I, I would I wouldn't go back and change mood my single. Oh yeah, the name of this track is called Mood. Um, I wouldn't go back and change anything about it because I like the way I pieced it together. Um, the sample I use, I think. It all works. But moving forward, that's definitely something to consider. And just, and I got, you know, it's about trusting yourself. And that the last year and a half, it's been all about trusting yourself while you're producing your songs for the clubs. So moving forward, you know, the the mindset is just trusting whatever you put together, let things breathe, give them a chance and, you know, whatever. Um, But yeah, man. Overall, great release. Appreciate the support. Thank you. That's crazy. Um, if they sign you, if, if, if Sack says we want to sign you as a producer to the label, no, he wants to do more. I mean, not I don't, like exclusively. I mean, we'd have to see what the one with the numbers yeah, make sense. Right? Okay. Now you're asking for my undivided attention, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Nance gets one single. <laughs> yeah, right? Right? <laughs> what are we talking about? What are we talking about? Prices went up. Uh, got a new watch. <laughs> man, married man now. Jeez. Man, don't pay for gas no more. Yeah. Right? <laughs> gas prices. I might I just roll through the gas prices. station just because. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, moving on. Let's talk about our weekends, man. Like we're back in action. We're experiencing oh, man. things. Oh man, we oh, have man. questions about what goes on, like like or situations that we always want to share with you guys. I want to start off my uh, weekend by shouting, or uh, one of my weekends, because we do this every other week now. I went to Sprite's wedding. Congratulations. Yeah. To him. Congratulations, um, Chris. Yeah. And um and who was there? Um Denny did the um DJ the wedding. Phenomenal job. Um, you know, he said he did um the mansion where I got married the week after. And he said they're still talking about my wedding. Really? Yeah. He okay. said, yo, man, you they, you did something right because they're still talking about that wedding. Mm. I think yeah, it's red food. He brought Ruffle. Yeah, right. Um, oh yeah, so I haven't seen Splice in a minute. Shout out to him, Julian R, uh, Michael Basic. I had great conversations with these guys. Um Dope. I um I ran into a few of my exes. Oh. A few goddamn niggas. <laughs> and by that I mean a sleeping giant. <laughs> Um, oh. <laughs> I thought there was go-go boxes. Yeah. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. Sam was with me. Shout oh, out to her. Right. And speaking of her, so I had we had that wedding, and then the next day I did um, members in downtown, or it was vice. Oh, no, it was vice versa. Only. No, not members. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Members only. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and so after that, the Sunday night, she said, "Look, moving forward." 
I'm only going to do one of the events that you, that you're doing for the mm. weekend. I can't do both. Like my Talk weekend's gone Talk <laughs> because of that. Cause, cause after members on Saturday, she had to regroup Sunday morning and afternoon and get ready for, for the work, Monday. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah, then on Monday she feels like ass during work. Um, but that wedding was like a two hour drive, two plus hours to Fallbrook. Oh shit. So it definitely took a nice chunk of her week. I mean, how often are you going to be doing some shit like no, that? No, for though? sure. You know I mean? For sure. But still, it's like, we're, you know, we're not young like that anymore to nah, where we can bounce back not. on a Sunday. No, we are not. It takes me 48 hours minimum to recover from this shit. Listen, yeah. I'm at peace making my coffee before coming here. Like, hey, listen. Yes, <laughs> things are nah, different. Yeah, no, it's different. Different mindset, <laughs> man. Our bodies are different. Our, our heads are different. Um, no, but yeah, I had a great talk with... Um, uh, with the Sleeping Giant guys. Shout out to them, Fresh One and uh, Troy. Um, real good catch up. And um, and then, oh yeah, so that brings us to members. So this is a, I've never done this venue before. This is a rooftop on top of the Mayfair Hotel in downtown LA. The Instagram looks immaculate. It's like the vibe they're going for. They want you to feel like you're walking into Ibiza and there's poles on this rooftop. And it's very like Eastern European. So when I get there, the walkthrough is amazing. It's decorated. It looks incredible. And uh, I'm talking like this. This is such a baller situation. Fifty five dollar appetizers, um, sushi yachts for seven hundred. Um, I think we we kept the same. We ordered a forty piece sushi. For like it was like seventy seven dollars. Took the, the raft. <laughs> yeah, I took the, the, the kitty like, pool. Yeah, right. I took whatever the blow up that you put yeah, in the kitty pool with the without the paddle. <laughs> put the lifeguard raft. <laughs> no sir, no. We we ate good. The food was really good. Um, shout out to Zen Freeman. He opened, or I guess they double booked us because I was originally supposed to be at Pachira, their other venue that looks incredible. Um, oh, that's a new venue, right? Yeah, yeah. That one's like, like has a Brazilian thing too. Yeah. It looks really dope. Shout out to Butch. Him and his team just took yeah, over. But promotion. that's mostly hip hop over there, right? That's mostly hip hop. Here's the thing. So these guys had never heard of me, but my friend who I've known since childhood reconnected with me in like 2012 in Marquee, and then now he's in this house um, um, downtown LA scene. And he said, "I want to start getting you booked. They trust me with bookings. I want to start bringing you in." Can you put a mix together for their hip hop set? And I'm no, I got no ego. Like, you know, if they haven't heard of me, sure, I'll put a 30 minute mix together. But they said they wanted all Vegas hip hop style. Okay, that's easy. You put in putting some remixes, you know, you got your your, you know, whatever, like just whatever you can imagine Dre's at Vegas, right? Yeah. In LA, they go a little deeper, or in Hollywood, you can go a little deep or you have to go deeper. But I'm thinking, yeah, that's easy. It's like White promoters, surfing. white crowds, swag surfing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, something I can do that mix, no problem. So so they they like the mix. They wanted to, they they were getting ready to bring me in. And then and then I find out through Instagram, I'm the members only account. I'm DJing at members only. Oh, yeah. Not Pachira. But then I started to see who they were bringing in. Uh, Mark the Spot, Orator. This was before they added Butch. And I'm thinking, okay, I know what kind of crowd they're going for. Like, this isn't just going to be your Vegas hip hop set. Yeah. I mean, you could because I don't think it's like High Thursday or right. or Bootsy, whatever their hip hop night is now. Right. Like, it's not that because it, I think it's more mixed. Yeah. But you know, with Butch coming in and he marked a spot being a residence, like, yeah, all right, like 
I need to stay over here at members because that's not exactly like I know where my lanes are and if whatever. So, so yeah, so we ended up getting double booked and, um, I actually had an issue hooking up to the pioneer 900. It's an older one that makes you actually it's beat up. It sucks. So I had to play internally oh, shit. for a few hours. Um, but in the night it worked out, it was cool. And I was talking to someone, talking to Beso and someone else. And they're talking about shitty LA DJs and Hollywood DJs. Mm. And I'm thinking now, am I biased or all the, all the LA DJs I'm cool with? I think they're good. Yeah. I think, you know, is, is it my, cause I, I think about nitrine. He's good. Um, Butch, Beso, like all these guys are good, better than good. They're, you know, obviously you guys are, are good. And I'm, but I noticed the guys that I don't really talk to kind of suck. And I don't know if it's because they're more laced in that Hollywood world of, it's not about programming or skills. It's just about who, you know, and, and knowing the right bookers and promoters and girls to get to DJ these venues or, or, you know, I don't know, but it's just a thought that's kind of been rattling around in my head. Cause I've been to some of those elite Hollywood nights in the past. My, like, like in my head, I'm like, this fucking guy sucks. Plain and simple. He's here every week. This dude sucks. <laughs> and then I think about his relationships and I'm thinking, all right, maybe. And, and to be honest, a lot of these guys don't make it out of, and I'm not talking about, Again, I'm not talking about the guys we know and the guys that do the the hip hop nights that I've been to in Hollywood because I think those guys are capable. Um, but some of these other nights, these guys don't make it out of Hollywood. Like there's a few guys that have made it out of Hollywood and continue to do well outside of Hollywood in the last 10 years. Yeah. And most of these guys don't. They've tried. But then when they try, they realize they're not surrounded by their besties and their bottle popping friends and they suck. Yeah. So... Yeah, again, I don't know if it's just my relationships, my bias or not. Maybe. 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 <clears throat> but like yeah. think about like everybody's different. Think but like think about I mean, this is me obviously looking from the outside in, right? Like Yeah. Um but like Night Train, right? Like Night Train was like not really put on like that pre-pandemic. Like he was making his moves towards the end. Yeah. And then um I felt like his entire calendar really switched up right. And, and again, I don't know everything that Night Train is doing behind the scenes because he's doing a lot, but he's curating dope parties. And then when finally given the opportunity to do a party like Sadiq, I felt like that really switched up his mm-hmm. like demand and his, his like credibility and you know once he became that guy at that party which is the party right arguably like or one of the parties mm-hmm. you know then you started to see his name everywhere right and he, him being in demand to be everywhere yeah. and i think i think you're right that our circle is like filled with dope djs one of them being on this podcast that yeah. you know what i mean when finally given the opportunity Ooh, i like, appreciate that <laughs> no i'm just saying like it's, it's straight up right like but because people, yes, they they have the relationships of years upon years, and they're so used to shit. Well, yeah, you're probably complaining about re- the same records and the same sets and the same combos being played because you're booking the same motherfucking DJs. Like once you finally start to bring people in who understand what that mix looks like and who are hungry, yeah. Like I was, I'm not the best DJ, 
I have confidence in my sets. Like, and I was able to infiltrate Hollywood at a at a decent space at a decent speed because I had a a fucking ace in my sleeve with the store and the brand mm-hmm. and, and my relationships and you know people who who it makes business sense to work with me. Yeah. But you know, at the end of the day, like how, you know, I don't know, like I get what you're saying because so many times that we've been out and you're just kind of like, fuck, this party is like it's got all the potential, but if somebody would someone else who this is not an attack on their character. It's just an attack on their DJ skills. Right. <laughs> oh, like, you know, like, let's keep that real. Like, bro, like it's 2021, bro. Like stay under plus 8% on your CDJ. But do you, do you blame the, <laughs> do you blame the DJ or do you blame the person that continues to book them? Both. It's, it's some, you, you got to be accountable. I think as a DJ, but no, mm-hmm. 100% it's the booker. And and maybe the, to the booker, um, a talented DJ isn't is not only in the budget, but is um, doesn't necessarily is, isn't like a, on the on the yeah it's not a priority for his partners because that DJ knows these girls and that DJ knows these bottle poppers and they're going to continue to use this guy and honestly when you're in some of these Hollywood clubs. People aren't necessarily paying attention to the music. Not all. Again, you're not going to have a shitty DJ at one of those hip hop nights that we go to because they will cut your head off if you suck. And everyone in that motherfucker will let you know. But I guess I'm talking about more of the white promoters and the white Hollywood. Oh, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. if, if we're going to keep it a buck, like those guys, it's not necessarily like people aren't necessarily paying attention. It's just about. I need to be seen at this party. I need to get my snaps off and my um, vines up. Vine. I need to get my MySpaces off of me being at this party, and and that's and that's all that matters. Like if the if you tell me the DJ's dope, I believe you. Even though he might suck, I believe you. Yeah, he's the best DJ out there. What what was it about his mix? You know, like yeah, that you like. I don't know. He was just dope. But it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you ain't paying attention yeah. because you don't need to pay attention. Somebody else probably told him that. We, that we booked him for $400 and we're saving money and he's bringing in bottles and he's probably not even getting a cut of those <laughs> bottles. So. Well, and think like you could be having, let's say your your party does numbers, your, which which will happen, right? I think mm-hmm. sometimes <clears throat> it don't matter who's, like, it don't matter who's DJing, like your party can still do numbers. And, um, the one girl that's talking to the promoter could be like, man, this DJ is great. Yeah. Right. Cause she likes the songs he's playing. Mm-hmm. That's enough to roll him over for a month, you know, cause of the influence. Like sure. you don't know the little things that, sure. that connect everything else. Right. If, if the person in control, like if they don't see something that's like make ruining it for them, like it's the same exact way. If that girl that's talking to him could be like, damn, this DJ sucks. You might not have a gig next week. Because it's who it's the people around them, right? That, yeah. that build that energy and numbers. I don't think numbers really play a role unless you involve them and yeah. and make it a point to like upsell sections. Because you shouting out your homies, like unless they're spending, doesn't really benefit the the night, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. how you how you hype up a section or 
turn sections against each other or, you know, all that, like yeah. all that plays a role. So I think some of that also gets lost because you end up, you know, either shot, like your mic control really can dictate crowd control energy and it can dictate numbers if you wanted to. But I don't mm-hmm. feel like a lot of people even understand that. A, a lot. I've heard of so many stories about a girl vouching like, Hey Skrillex, have you heard this guy? He's so dope. Or hey Jaws, have you heard this guy? He's so dope. And then all of us, and and maybe he is really dope. And all of a sudden, because of some girl, right? You know, and that's that's why like I'm cool with all these girls. Like <laughs> shit, <laughs> you never know who they're gonna talk to. Bottle girls, uh, uh-huh. the girls I bring come out with the spenders. Like I'm everybody. cool with all of them. Oh no, Joe, you walked away from two the other day. I did. <laughs> I panicked. <laughs> at a moment of panic um but yeah yeah so it's it the, the whole thing is just it's interesting and funny to me and i just can't help but have the conversations in my head uh moving forward though i mean by the time this airs i will already done memoir you know i was supposed to do the grand but um there's some they brought in some guy named you guys ever heard of 50 cent this nigga so so 50 cent bumped me over to memoir <laughs> See what had happened. What happened? <laughs> so it, we're we're celebrating. We're doing doing my my guy uh, Nick's birthday, and he bought out just about every table on the stage and around the dance floor at the Grand. So with fifty coming in, prices going are going up for mm-hmm. the tables, obviously. And they asked me, "Do you want to DJ with fifty? Because he's only going to do three or five songs." And I said, "Yeah, I'm cool with that. I don't care." Same set time. As as my rate stays and the then, same. And then I said, then I thought in my head, it might be smarter if they move me to memoir where I can take all those tables, bring business to memoir, and you can upsell or do whatever you want. Because you're going to get your table sold at, at we're 50 uh, anyways. Yeah. And the prices are going to go up. And you don't want, and, and all these tables are already established and purchased from my guys. And so- Instead of telling them, hey, your table went from, I don't know, 3000 to fucking 7000 and pissed them off because that's happened before yeah, <laughs> with Robbie. <laughs> um, so, and so, yeah, they got back to me. Yeah, we're just going to move you over there um, and bring Crespo over here. And so I'm, I'm cool with it. It's, it's a, the memoir is a gorgeous venue inside <clears throat> the Encore. It is. Um, so, yeah, that'll be my weekend and we'll recap that when we come nice. to it. But, but uh, back cap to off. Yeah, I know, man. Shish. Man. Shish. They going crazy over there, man. Shout out Big Night, man. They going crazy. Yeah, no. They're they're back like they never left. They're killing it. Even even on their non-big DJ nights. Um, but Rel, well, actually, let me ask Sean. Sean, why did you proclaim Rel as a king of LA? <laughs> I don't know why he after did that. His set? <laughs> but you co-signed, sir. You're just a I didn't co-sign it. I just say, hey, that's the man's opinion. You know what I mean? Like is it? Well, I mean, obviously. Frequent goer outers, yeah, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Sounds like a term. word, okay. <laughs> um, but obviously, yeah, seen a lot of DJs, heard a lot of DJs, and learning myself, um, just like it's, it's sometimes you just see how people do things, and you're like, that's that's why they are who they are, that's why they are where they are. Like, and I told, I mean, you guys. I don't know if I said it in the chat, but I told him, like, it's just good that he's getting these opportunities and getting that recognition because I have seen him do this for X amount of years in this city specifically, not being from here. 
and then able to adapt and then make it his own with his style and everything. Like it's, I don't think anybody does it better. And not using the mic, like that's yeah. hard. You know, these crowds, yeah. they they like that. They need that. You know, that's like we said, it's all about the bottle poppers. Ain't no dance floor. But when you can create a dance floor in a place where there isn't one, yeah, that says a lot. It says yeah. a lot about what you do. Cause that's like it's unheard of, especially when you're talking about Hollywood. Yeah. These crowds, like these people don't care about Where was that. it? What was that venue? This was LA Function. The old Function. lore. Yeah, the old, the old, old yeah. Yeah. This is now called venue. Sunset Plaza. Yeah, it's okay. called Sunset Plaza big now. Then yeah, they only venue. use it for um uh like performance based. Yeah, shows that now. is a big venue. Yeah. I mean, oh, for mind Hollywood, you, then they did venue. a light little battle. <laughs> and listen, light I'm battle. not gonna say no Who's names. The other DJ? But it is what it is, man. <laughs> it is what it is. DJ Bad. No, I wasn't bad. No, no, it wasn't bad. That was on it was four of us. It was <laughs> it was bad, Night Train, Kenny said Kenny says, and myself for LA function. And it was just dope, man. It wasn't, it wasn't um from a spectator, he saw it as a battle. I get it. No, they they, they set <laughs> it up that way. They set it, it up, really, but it really wasn't. Uh, okay. It was just like it, it was almost like a a, a versus, versus right. like I was supposed to, I was doing Rockefeller mm-hmm. and the other DJ was doing cash money. Um and it just wasn't again, I just like you, you know, just Rockefeller's the, like a Chico. Yeah. That's what I'm that's what I said. That's, that's, catalog, that's what you know, everybody like... said. That's what everybody said. That was just like it, <laughs> it didn't. It didn't matter. It didn't matter who would have went against exactly. Rel. If you give Rel some New York shit, yeah. he's going to probably he, destroy. He's you. gonna New York. Yeah, he, yeah exactly. You <laughs> he know lived what I'm through that. Exactly. So <laughs> that's it was. What I'm it was literally like you said. And that's what everybody said. It just wasn't. It wasn't fair. It wasn't. You know what I mean. But it. it we didn't treat it that way. It was. It was a dope event mm-hmm. overall. Everyone smashed it. Like I just to be a part of that was was dope. Um, and to experience that, it was it was amazing. Those three DJs, they killed it. They made me want to. Do better, you know what I'm saying? Like just to like it, it's our within within ourselves a little bit of a competition. We're not in competition, but we kind of are. So it was just it was a friendly competition type thing, and you know we just we just heightened each other up, and it was it was dope. Um, I think we're doing it again on the 31st. Um, but uh, yeah, man, like I said, it's just it's different. Just to you know piggyback off of what Sean was saying, I feel like I'm. I'm different. I don't think I'm ever better than anybody. You know what I mean? It's just a different style. It's a different approach. Um, I don't use the mic as often as a lot of DJs do because I feel like I don't have to. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when their time is, I'll get on the mic and do what I have to do and mm-hmm. and, then, and then, you know, go from there. But, um, yeah, man, it was, it was, it was, but that was like two weeks ago, three yeah, weeks ago or something ago. like that. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was lit. Um, this past weekend was light for me. I did a private event and, and I did my normal day party on s- Sunday, which was cool. That's where the story with the chick that I was talking about earlier happened. Yeah. Um, but yeah, nothing nothing really crazy. Randomly, like J-Rock, what was in there? You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we, Be junky? Huh? Be junky? No, J-Rock, like from oh, TDE. TDE. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but it wasn't on some... He walked in there with a whole entourage and uh, they were like popping bottles. He walked in there with a handful of his people, a couple of girls, a couple of guys. They put him in a section that was like right there in front of the DJ. And he literally was just chilling. Like it wasn't, he was not, he not, he was like giving me and, and, and my boy Kenny says like the heads up, like, yo, y'all going crazy right now. And, and it wasn't, we didn't feel, 
you to you know what Mickey was saying about Night Train, like knowing what to play when certain artists are in the building and shit like that. We didn't feel obligated to have to play some J Rock shit. Yeah. He was just there to vibe and have a good time. Yeah. You know, obviously we shouted him out. We played, I think, like maybe two tracks. I think Kenny played one and I played one. But um, other than that, like it was, it was just a dope environment to be around. It wasn't crazy packed in there. Um, there was a good amount of people and we, everybody just had a fucking good time. And he was just like, man, he was in there just drinking with his people, talking to a couple of girls and that was it, man. I was just like, oh shit, man. I was like, that's the type of shit, you know what I mean? And instead of just being like, oh shit, this person is here. Mm-hmm. All that anxiety starts to kick in and shit. Yeah. And, you know, people in your ear being like, yo, this person is here. This person is here. Okay. Do you want me to play something of this? <laughs> <laughs> like, all right. So, but yeah. So, other than that, man, yeah. It's been, it's been a cool ride. What Mickey was saying is the the confidence is different. Yeah, we talked about it, we talked about it a numerous times on the show about when we open up when the country opens up for the DJs, we're all going to be on the play, same playing field for the most part. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and it's just like how you approach it when you get out there is what you're going to receive back. And then I was just like, you know, my thought but our process was like, all right, fuck it, man, city going to see city's going to fill my name this summer, like. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, and 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 it's just that's been my thought process. That's been my approach, and it's it's paying off. You know what I'm saying. Like a lot of people are just being like, "Hit me up." I'm fucking I'm literally turning down gigs. I'm like, nah, I don't want to do that gig, or yeah. I can't do that gig, or you know what I'm saying. So it's dope. You know what I'm saying. Same thing with you. You know, putting out your track and shit like that. Like like you said, it's just the confidence thing, and mm. you know, you approach it with that, and people feed off that 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 balance of being confident and not cocky because. I see some motherfuckers approach it and be cocky and it backfire on them. And I'm like, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. That makes me think of um, DJ schedules. Like right now, the vibe is put out your schedule where you're DJing 29 days of the month. And I'm by no means bashing that because everyone's situation is different. And you maybe you really enjoy 29 days out of the month. Um, there's nothing wrong with it, but... But it kind of sometimes it looks crazy, and then I then I think like you're not gonna last in this game. It your your longevity is short because you're gonna burn out, especially if you drink or some of you do drugs. Like you're gonna burn out, and I get it. You, you got to get your money, and you got to take advantage of the summer because these summer you know, it's three months out of the year where you sh- you can go crazy. But yeah, those those monthly schedules are crazy. Does that let me ask you guys this? Do you think you know we always talk about quality over quantity, but when it comes to DJs and bookings, do you think that makes a DJ more successful because they're booked 25, 26, 27 days out of the month as opposed to the DJ that's only booked what maybe six or seven days out of the month, like every weekend or some shit like twice a weekend? Do you think that that makes that DJ who's booked more successful now? We could talk about the the type of yeah that sucks doesn't it <laughs> the type of the, the type of the type of uh, don't step on it just leave it the it's type of gigs that that DJ is doing whatever let's say the DJ that's working seven days out of the month but they're doing like all top tier venues or H wood shit and then the DJ that's booked twenty nine has a little bit of that sprinkled on top of like doing some like B list C list type stuff. You're saying who's more successful? I'm saying does that qualify that DJ to be more successful? 
success is defined by your own expectation mm -hmm. and your happiness. <laughs> yeah. So let me break this down the best way I can. And I apologize if I sound like an asshole, but this is if just. You're going to apologize. You're going to be. You're, you're going to sound asshole. like an asshole. <laughs> you're an asshole. <laughs> you're an asshole. <laughs> oh, wait. Let's go. <laughs> you're an asshole. No yeah. disrespect. Um, we want the smoke. So it's about creating, it's about the optics of it all, right? <clears throat> If I show you that I'm DJing 29 days out of the month, I'm showing you that I'm capable, I'm busy, I'm wanted, I have attention, um, et cetera. Now, for those that aren't hip to how this game works, they're going to say, ooh, dope, that's cool. I wish I had your schedule. I wish I was that busy. And those guys probably don't work very much or they've been dreaming of DJing at some of these venues. Um so I think there's that way of looking at it. And then I think there are serious bookers that look at that and say, and say, this is wait, like what this guy is doing is just watering down his brand. Mm -hmm. You know, you'll have bookers that we've had here on the, on the pod say, I think it's a bad look if you're doing all those venues. Yeah. You know, like if I see a bunch of, garbage or middle of the row venues, um, I may not take you that serious. You know, other, other things may factor into where I will take you that serious, but chances are I won't. Now, when you're in a city like Miami, New York, LA, and you're booked 29 days of the week, but your bookings are Thursday at Hyde, Wednesday at Sadiq, Tuesday at Bootsy, Monday at whatever the hottest venue is on a Monday. Sam's. Sam's Hofbrough, Sam's Sunday out, whatever at Penthouse. Like if your 29 days out of the month look like that Avenue, New York, right? Like there's Lavo. Mm -hmm. If you have like, that's a whole different, you're a different animal. You're the man in my eyes, because I mean, you can choose to not do those gigs and I don't know what they're paying. Maybe they are only paying 300, but I think that's a way better look and can put you in a position to be in more demand because look at how serious your bookings are. Yeah. This isn't the fucking the pub or the taco spot or, or whatever. Like this is serious. And again, I understand every DJ's living situation is different. You got bills to pay. You have kids at home. Wifey lost her job. Mom, mom and dad need help. You're going to take whatever you got to take respect. Cool. Do what you got to do. But if we're talking about from a branding standpoint and the optics of it all, I think it looks kind of crazy when your schedule is laced like that. Now, if you show me someone's schedule, and this is my bias because this is <coughs> my philosophy and how I work. If you show me a month where there's only three dates on that schedule, but the venues are Tao, Grand, um, Rise, um, uh, Live, like that's saying, uh, what that tells me is you are handpicking whatever you want. You are handpicking the gigs you want to do. If Liv is after you, chances are there's a hundred other venues in Miami or in Florida after you. And you probably said no to them. So when I see only those top tier venues on your schedule, that tells me how serious you're taking this. And maybe you have something else that can pay the bills and this is just... You know, you can just add this on top, but you have to make those sacrifices and say, like you saying no to all those $300 gigs or whatever the gigs are that don't align with your brand. Mm -hmm. You have to make, you have to eat that for on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, 
you have to eat that by not taking that money because it's only going to make you, your brand watered down. And I think the bigger money-making opportunities, you'll be, you'll, there'll be less of a chance to get those opportunities. Mm. So that's my long answer for that. Yeah. Um, so Rel's the king of LA. I'm not the king of LA. Please stop saying that before these niggas Rel's try the king to come of from my Nation. head. And then I'm forced to have to beat some niggas' ass. So what I'm gathering, the DJ rankings are Rel, Bass, <laughs> Night Train, Bessel. Stop it. But no, that's stop not, it. It's not accurate. Stop it. Stop it. I'm like 25. Listen, this is not, I don't DJ in LA, so I'm not even saying this. <laughs> So don't come from my head when y'all want to go on Twitter and start chopping niggas' heads off. Make sure you go for DJ hey, Danger Zone Andre Cox and Andre underscore, Cox. Underscore. Yeah. Oh, like, what's yeah. happening? I'm not you got two underscores shit, there? No, two I, underscores. let me tell you something. I, this is what I think Rel needs and guys in Rel's position need. Moving forward, and this is tough, but moving forward, you need that super promoter to take you with you. Take you with him. Like when, when Supreme Team used to have their Tuesday nights at... Um, at Supper, Supper Club, Club, they they had bad with bad them, right? Guy, yeah. And all you all, all I heard about was bad this, bad that, Supreme Team, best best night of any club any day of the week. Mm-hmm. So, and I know you're with Supreme Team, and and you know they they got you, um, they book you. But I think whoever the next like promoter is to branch off to do his own thing or or whatever, because you think about it, every promotional team has their guy. Has their guy Butch yeah. has himself. Yeah. Bessel has himself. That's what I'm about to Supreme Bad. Eric Dickerson mm-hmm. has uh his, no Sean. Sean Dickerson. Eric Dickerson was a football player. He's yeah. retired. <laughs> He's <laughs> he don't promote. But Darrell Boykins does. <laughs> um no also but retired. Dickerson has his guys. Um um, Dre Sinatra will just do every will do every dope venue because he's Dre Sinatra. But I think because you're you're in a different situation, you need that promoter, and guys like you need to have that promoter to um to really get it on and popping, or you become a tour DJ for an artist, and then you come back headline. Yeah. We gotta throw our own <laughs> shit. Fuck all that's this. That's what yeah. I said. My, my thing is yeah. throw my own shit. Mm-hmm. That's saying, you know, we just, that's in the talks, but shh. Mm-hmm. Talk to him. I mean, don't talk to him. Um, we got to offer Pachera on a certain. I, oh, I, 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 Butch? I got some. I got some inside. Oh, I got oh. some inside at that spot too. So yeah, I mean, I've been. I've heard the whispers, and there's been opportunities thrown. They're looking. Yeah, because it's a brand new spot, so they're, they're looking to see who is who in the city and becoming. So well, I mean, we'll see. Well, for I'm those that haven't seen Pachera, look up Pachera underscore US and. The best part about it is you're DJing in a treehouse. True. Um, it, it looks the whole venue looks dope, but yeah. Um, but they can only do day parties. I don't think they have a liquor license or a license to go past eleven. Yeah, I think they have to do like something. Yeah. Which is cool. Get your money there. Go get your money somewhere, somewhere else. Somewhere. Exactly. Um, do you want to talk about your son's injury next time? We, yeah, next time we can get. Okay. Yeah. Time. All right. Um, hey, how's your foot? Brigham, how's your foot? Oh, it's good? Oh, it's mid. Oh, oh it's, it's mid. Man. Right. Can you do uh, jumping jack? Kind of. Not so much. Kind of. We'll, okay. we'll talk about it next time. We'll, we'll yeah, get we'll into see what it. happens in two weeks. Uh, yeah. what, you know, sprained ankles. He's going to be doing back tucks in uh, here. <laughs> I'm good, guys. <laughs> um, Before we get out, I wanted to shout out DJ Novik. Um, he just announced his retirement 2007 to 2021. And the reason why I'm shouting him out, obviously he's a he's a really dope dude. I think everybody likes him, well respected. But it's it's tough to step away from something 
But mo- most of us, all we know how to do, right? I don't know. I'm sh- obviously, he knows how to do something else. Um, but it's tough to step away what is kind of safe to us and what we know. And um, clearly, he has something better. I'm sure he's factored in his family. Um, but big shout out to him for being so bold to to do that. I think a lot of guys would like to step away, be- but because it's scary out there. It's scary out there to have a nine to five. It's scary out there to just do something you don't know much of. So um, congrats to him. Blessings, all that good stuff for future endeavors. And um, we just, on globalization, we just had, we had charisma. Charisma. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And uh, up next, we got, we got Neil. No, not Neil. We got Drift. Oh, shit. Double down Drift. Vietnam Drift. Mm. Um, yeah, we got him. And then after that, we will have um, Neil Jackson. So make sure you guys be on the lookout for those. If you guys uh, want to hear the old mixes, hit up our uh, mix cloud. Mickey D show, right? Mickey D's. Mickey D's. There it is. M-I-K-I-D-Z. Go stream Mood by Danger Zone. Please go stream Mood on all streaming platforms. Run it up. And you can get it for free on DJ And then go City. on PacSun and get whatever's left. Very <laughs> much. If you can't get it then, on Pac then Sun, wait for the get it on Mac Park. Exactly. <laughs> Coming to a Mac Park store and enjoy the AC. That was actually the benefit too. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfuckers hit us up. Mm-hmm. Yo, y'all got these in stock? Y'all got uh-huh. this in stock, right? All right. Yeah, yeah. we're out of here. Peace. Peace. Peace.